y'all, and welcome back to another episode of Black Girls Bonding. I was really tempted to call today's episode Getting Off the Sidelines, and maybe I will. Um, But as someone who is not necessarily good with sports analogies, I'm not sure if it's going to click. So we're just going to see how things go today. But really, what I want to talk about is not necessarily... um, the sidelines, as I said, but more about living our lives, being the protagonist, the main character of our lives, instead of standing on the sidelines. Um, And again, this occurred to me probably a couple weeks ago, maybe closer to a month or so ago, as I was, you know, kind of sitting here thinking, and I'm like, I just feel like I'm always waiting you know, waiting for something to happen, waiting for the good thing to happen, waiting for something, you know, I don't know, just just waiting. And, and then it kind of occurred to me, like, but why am I waiting? I'm getting annoyed, but like, I'm in total control of my life. What exactly am I waiting for? Um, and, you know, the thing that kind of came to me is, you know, when you're at a concert and you're just waiting for it to start, right? Like, so you see all of these like opening acts and you're like, they're cool, but that's not who I paid for. You know, it's like, this is fun. Having a good time. This is fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's not the show that I came for. And you're waiting and you're waiting and you're waiting. And now you're starting to get annoyed because it's like, okay, is this girl coming out? And then you realize the girl you're waiting for is yourself, right? It's like, oh, well, you know, you're the one that belongs up there. You're the one you came to see. You're the show, you know, that 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 you're not only you're waiting for, but other people are waiting for, right? Like, I know a lot of people, especially lately, have talked about this whole idea of shrinking. And it was hard for me to kind of, you know, identify that just because I don't see myself as small. I don't see myself as a small personality. I have a really big personality. And I think sometimes when we think about shrinking, that's what we think about, but it's not always that. Sometimes it's just not showing up for ourselves, right? Sometimes it's just, you know, not living the life we want to live because of a number of things, right? And, and of course, there are a lot of factors at play, and particularly for Black women. Um, and it, it's, it's because we're constantly being told how to be, how we don't belong, how we're too loud, too assertive, not assertive enough, too powerful, which how can you one be too powerful, by the way, but too angry. And and my God, the list just goes on and on. So it's no surprise that sometimes we just get tired, tired of trying and tired of feeling like we're constantly failing, tired of being rejected, tired of being shut down, tired of all the opinions of other people and really the voices in our own heads, which can be fucking brutal, right? So then we think it's just easier for us to stop. It's easier for us to play it safe, to come expect, to become a spectator in our own lives to some degree, right? Because it just feels so much simpler. Maybe if I just sit down somewhere and be still and like just stop, then things will become easier. And, and believe me when I say there's a place for that, right? Rest is incredibly important. But there's a big difference between resting and quitting, right? And I'm speaking from my own experience, my own point of view. There was a long time that I quit. I just felt like it's too much. 
I don't want to do this anymore. I can't deal with all of these opinions. I can't deal with constantly being told I'm doing something wrong, right? But the problem with that is when you quit like that, but you know that you're called to do something great, something happens in your spirit where you're still feeling exhausted, And you're still feeling frustrated and angry, right? So like to me, that's the difference between rest. Rest is something I'm actively working on doing now, right? Sounds kind of an oxymoron, which is like actively resting, but it's true. It's like intentional. That's a better word. I'm being more intentional about my rest, right? And not in service of being more productive, but just because my body needs it right? Like I need to feel restored. I need to rest. I deserve that. It is my birthright. It is not something I have to earn. And, and that's something I used to do, right? Like, oh, if I get such and such done, you know, then I can rest. Then I can, no, that's not how it goes. If I'm tired, I freaking rest. It's just how it works. And even if I'm not tired, I fucking rest because I need that. My body craves that. And so that's what I'm being really intentional about right now, as opposed to this whole, you know, quitting, giving up on myself, not doing the thing anymore because it feels so hard, right? Because at the end of the day, it's on us to do the thing, even when it's hard, especially if it's in service of our purpose, especially if it's going to make us better and our people better, because I'm all about uplifting black women. That is why I started this podcast, I don't want us to feel isolated anymore. I don't want us to feel alone anymore. I want us to feel like we have a safe space to go where maybe some of the things that I say, you can hear reflected back in yourself. And we can all collectively as a community start to make a change. And I know this road won't be easy, right? Like we already sort of touched on the fact that it is hard work. It is going to be difficult. It is not something that's going to happen overnight because it is challenging a mindset. And a lot of us have been carrying this since we were kids, you know, so it's really hard to undo. One of the things I'm actively doing is challenging my permission seeking mindset. That sounded weird. Permission seeking mindset. Um, I feel like I need to ask permission to do things. in a way that I noticed that white women don't necessarily do, right? I remember years ago um, being on an airplane and I had like a pretty big, like I think it was a picture or something, but it was really big and I was trying to be really thoughtful about not putting it on top of someone else's luggage and I'm heeing and I'm hawing. And I remember there was this white woman sitting um, in, you know, right in the uh, in the row, right below, you know, where the the baggage goes. And she was like, just put it up there. It's fine. Just put it up there. People will figure it out. And I remember in that moment thinking like, right, <laughs> what can I do this for? Just do the thing instead of waiting for permission. But, you know, I think there are a host of things that tie into that. I think the risks are great for us, right? Making the wrong decision, even something as simple as putting a package um, in the baggage area can have great results, can have really negative results, right? And so I think we're always constantly doing this like, 
you know, cost benefit analysis to figure out like, oh, is it worth it? Is it worth it? It's like we lack the freedom, right? That we see a lot of white women do. A lot of white women have rather. And so we're questioning ourselves constantly. And you know what else? That's exhausting because we're doing this cost benefit analysis by doing something as small as putting our baggage on an airplane, right? Like, so no wonder we're exhausted all the time. No wonder we kind of shrink ourselves. It's because it's con- our brains are constantly going and weighing, you know, the negative impacts over the positive. It's like, you know, it's exhausting. It really is. And so that's what takes the work, being very intentional about that, because we do deserve to be free. We do deserve to do the things that we want to do. We do deserve to move through the world as free beings. Again, that is our birthright. And I remember listening to a podcast not too long ago and Brene Brown was on and I adore her (laughs) for so many reasons. But one of the things she was talking about was um, this midlife crisis, right? Which has such a negative connotation to it. And she kind of broke it down and she said, it's not so much a crisis as it is an unraveling. I think she calls it a brutal unraveling. I'd like to call it an awakening, Because what she described is you start to realize that the shit you created in childhood or adolescence to protect you no longer serves you. So you begin to shed that. You shed those narratives. You shed those way of doing things and you start looking for new ways to be. Because what you really start to realize is the risk is not in not doing the thing, right? The risk, let me say that again. I think we I think we get nervous about taking the risk, taking the leap, right? But that's not the risk. The risk is not doing it because then you're continuing to betray yourself and continuing to shrink yourself and continuing not to let yourself be who you were fully put on this earth to be. And I think there's somewhere in middle age, I know for me, I'm 44. And I feel like this has been very strong in my life for the last year or so, where it's like, I'm tired of playing it safe. I'm tired of playing it small. It's time to do something big. And I think that's what this, you know, like I said, midlife awakening is, is that the risk of not doing the thing is too great. Um, Another thing that I've been thinking about, which I know has held me back in the past, is the opinion of others. And let me tell you something else. (laughs) Like, that's another benefit of this, like, midlife awakening, unraveling, whatever it is you want to call it. Like, to say that the opinions of others don't matter would be a lie, right? For me, in my life, right? Like, I still care about people's opinions, particularly about those that I love. But it is no longer the driving force that it used to be for me. And what I realize is that most people simply don't give a fuck, right? Like it's fun to talk about maybe the bad decisions I've made or mistakes that I've made or, or the mistakes of other people, right? Like it's fun to like have a kiki about that every now and again, or, you know, pour some tea about that. And that lasts a few minutes. And then guess what? People go on with their lives. So here I have like created a whole life around what people are going to think about me, what they're going to say about me, knowing I am just a fleeting thought in their minds. And then they go back to their day to day. 
Meanwhile, I'm miserable because I didn't do the thing that I wanted to do. I didn't pursue the passion, the dream, whatever that I wanted to do because I'm so concerned with other people. And literally, they don't think about me beyond the few minutes that they get to chit chat about me, but they're more, you know, more concerned about themselves. The other thing that I realize about that is that when you make decisions based on what you think other people will do, the only person you're disappointing is yourself. You cannot please everyone. My encouragement to you and frankly to myself is that disappointment is a given. You're going to disappoint someone. It, 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 you can't escape it, right? Like we've learned, especially, you know, as young girls, like you don't want to disappoint that person, you know, and you kind of grow up feeling like you have to do this thing. You have to break yourself in order to make, you know, sure other people aren't disappointed. Other people aren't unhappy with you, that other people like you, right? Like, like we grow up with this mindset of thinking of others before we think of ourselves. And I would encourage us to kind of transition that thinking, to be more focused on ourselves, right? We are the people that we are most in love with. I am my first love. I am my first priority. I don't want to disappoint myself. As I said, disappointment is going to come, but I'm going to try my very best, my damnedest to avoid disappointing myself, especially consistently, right? I no longer want to be so accommodating to other people that it hurts me. I'm no willing, I'm no longer willing to set my soul on fire, to set myself on fire so that other people can have some light. Light is in me. It permeates. And when I'm living in my purpose and I'm doing the things I love, and I'm engaging in the things that make me passionate. That will be the light I get to share with the world. But not because I'm burning down. It is not worth it. It's not worth it to me. And it's damn sure not worth it to them. Those that love you don't want that for you. So that's what I want us to start moving towards. Right? We have got to prioritize ourselves. And in community with each other. Reminding each other that we are important. We are worth it. We deserve to be here. We're adults now. We're grown-ass women. We don't have to do things we don't want to do anymore. For the most part, right? Like, they're the small things like have to go to work. But even then, right? Like, it's like, find the job that sets your soul on fire. And maybe it's not... You know, immediately, maybe we make little baby steps to get us there. But I don't think we need to keep over-explaining ourselves. Having to, you know, tell, you know, if you don't like this person, you're just around them because, you know, it's easier to do it that way or they're friends with this person. I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings, right? Like, I'm not talking about running around here hurting people's feelings, telling them what you really, I'm not saying any of that. What I am saying is prioritize yourself, your mental health, your self-care. And if there are things that you don't want to do that you can let go of, let them go. Do a little bit of analysis in your mind. Like, what would happen if I let this fall? Nine times out of 10, everybody will be fine. We get to choose us. 
So my challenge for all of you and for myself is to spend some time thinking about the things that we really want. If it's owning a home, starting a business, applying for a new job, going on vacation, having more time in the day just to spend with ourselves, taking up gardening, no matter what it is. How can you get to do that thing? How can you start to build a plan, a schedule, whatever it is to start to do that thing? What is something that you've talked yourself out of? I don't care how big or small it is. Think about it. Think about the thing that really brought you joy as a child. What is it going to take to start to do that thing again? And I will tell you guys the thing that I've been thinking about a lot. I loved to dance as a kid. I was not that good at it. My sister, my younger sister, Kina, was way better at it than me. She was just far more coordinated and caught on a little quicker. But it brought me so much joy. And I'm going to find myself a dance class to take. And I'm not going to give a fuck what I look like. I'm not going to care how long it takes me to learn the step. I'm going to do it. Because I personally believe that when you dig into those passions, when you start to pursue those passions, when you start to do the thing that really lights you up, you're aligning your life. And I don't know about y'all, like I'm still very much searching for what my purpose is. And partly why I started this podcast, I think I have something to say, you know, and I do think it's something around communication and something like that. Doing this really does light me up, but I'm not sure exactly why I was put on this planet. That's my work, right? To figure that out. But I truly, truly believe as we move closer to those things and we start doing some of those things that just make us feel alive, that's how we get to it. That's how we do the work. That's how we figure out what our passion is. Again, I want y'all to think about the thing that you want to do, the thing that you've talked yourself out of, that you tell yourself you don't have time to do, whatever it is, I want you to think about it. And I want you to send me an email at blackgirlsbonding at gmail.com and tell me that very thing. Because sometimes just saying it or typing it out loud is the catalyst to bring about change. And together, y'all, we are making change in our own lives and in the larger world. We got this. Thank you all for listening. And I can't wait to bond with you again. All right, y'all.